Hello, and welcome to the AgriFood Safety Produce Bites podcast, where we discuss all things produce safety and dive into the rules and regulations surrounding the Food Safety Modernization Act Produce Safety Rule. Hi, my name is Parker Jones. I work for MSU Extension based in Menominee County in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. I work in produce safety and I'm also a, a small business counselor looking at food system work too. Hi, I am Micah Hutchison. I am a produce safety technician located in the Genesee Conservation District and I work with produce growers on the implementation of the Food Safety Modernization Act Produce Safety Rule. So Micah, one thing I find when I'm talking with folks about the FSMA produce safety rule is everyone thinks it's going to be really expensive. You know, you have to spend $10,000 on X, Y, and Z. Absolutely. Um, A lot of growers I work with don't just think it's going to cost them a lot of money. They think the rule is going to cost them so much money, it could possibly put them out of business. That definitely is a misconception where there's so much produce safety that you can implement just based off the people who work for you and really simple things like hand-washing stations. So that's, Micah, something I wanted to talk with you about, hand-washing stations. I've been looking forward uh, all week to talking with you about poop, vomit, and diarrhea, (laughs) if you're willing to dive into the topic with me. Always. (laughs) (laughs) Good, good. So poop, vomit, and diarrhea, why we need to be concerned about this and talk about this is because what folks can sometimes do is they'll be really busy uh, on the farm. They'll go to the bathroom. They'll do what we'll call their business. And then when they come to wash their hands, they don't spend as long as they should. They don't use soap. They do the five seconds, you know, wash and run. And then the, the issue with this is there's actually microbes on their hands. So they go back to work and they touch their face. They touch farm implements. They're touching the harvestable part of produce. And this whole time they're, they're spreading pathogens. So we have to be worried about the fecal to oral route of contamination because someone will go to the bathroom and then go to work. And what was in your feces goes on to the harvestable portion of the plant. And eventually someone eats it and gets sick which brings us around to poop, vomit, and diarrhea, things we need to be concerned about. So um, what are solutions? Like what can farms do to not just stop this, let's say, five-second baptism instead of hand-washing? What can farmers do to cheaply implement hand-washing on their farm? I do like the term five-second baptism. It's like a baptism for your hands. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it doesn't have to be expensive, really. So something that you must do is provide a hand-washing station. That doesn't mean that, uh, like, you know, Elvis Presley, he had a golden toilet. You don't have to provide golden toilets to your employees and golden hand-washing stations. So one cool example, have you heard of Tippy Tap? No. What is that? Yeah, TPTAP is, is really interesting. So uh, a non-government organization, NGO, I think it's Technology Exchange Lab, they've been working in India and other parts of the world on food safety and cutting down on folks getting sick. So there's this really interesting, no-cost hand-washing station. And so what this is, is there's 
there's a stand where you have two pieces of wood that you put into the ground, which doesn't cost any money. Then you have a rod going across the top connected by this stand and then connected on this piece of wood hanging in the air is, let's say it's a, an old milk jug full of water. And then you have a, a piece of wood on the ground, which is leaning up like a foot pedal, which is attached to the top of the, the top of the jug with string. So what you can do is you can use the foot pedal, have no contact, and wash your hands as water falls. So none of that costs any money. And it's a way to make sure folks aren't touching the same surface too. Um, is there some kind of like spout or something that you put into the milk jug for it to kind of like create that free fall of water? I think all they do is just use, let's say it's a nail and make a small incision in the cap and then you have your flow of water. So when you're thinking of sustainability, this also cuts down on your water usage where you can wash hands for 20 seconds as you're supposed to without using a lot of water. Are there any worries about using like reusable jugs in this situation? Should they be clean, sanitized? Are they like closed off? You don't want it open to the environment for sure. Uh, you should clean and sanitize the container that you use ahead of time and then make sure that you provide soap at this, at this location and also something to dry your hands on, something that is single use. So are single-use towels the only option? Are there other more like environmentally sustainable ways to kind of address that single-use um, hand-drying requirement? Yeah, that's, that, that's a great point. And it's difficult for farmers who care about the environment and also care about keeping folks safe when there's a requirement like single-use towels. Uh, so we do have to have it be single use, quote unquote, because if you keep reusing the same cloth towel, uh, pathogens can aggregate there and you can wash your hands, get them clean, and then touch this towel and suddenly your hands are contaminated again. So the single use helps with that. But there are different options out there other than just having, let's say, a paper towel that you throw away immediately. Have you worked with many growers who have like single use laundry service for their employees where they're using a cloth hand drying um, or a cloth to hand dry their hands and then they put it in a laundry basket and those things are laundered? No, that's that's fascinating. Have you worked with folks like that? Um, yeah, I have. So I have quite a few small farmers that I work with in my region who are really concerned about um, single-use items and their impact on the climate. And I've seen quite a few farms start to use um, single-use towels that they've found through like towels they're not using at their house anymore. Maybe this is something that they purchased or have contacted a laundry service. And they're using that like a single-use paper towel, but they know that they can launder them either themselves or through the service and reuse them the next time that they're on the farm. Wow, that's that that's innovative. You're you're having your cake and you're eating it too. What's the just out of curiosity, what's the cost like on that? Is it approachable for small farms? 
Um, it's definitely approachable for small farms, um, especially some of them I work with are buying going to thrift stores. So they're sourcing the material from used materials so that that keeps some of the cost down. Um, and then if they're willing to put in the work as part of like their weekly home laundry, um, the Im cost impact has been minimal, especially compared to when you think about how much paper towels are, what you're going through in a day, the kind of cost comparison has made that laundry addition definitely worth it for them. So something that I see quite a bit on farms are those like food grade buckets that you can get from bakeries or other like food manufacturers. So they are like food grade buckets. I see a lot of um, farmers starting to use this low cost or sometimes free resource as an option for a picking container. I was on a farm yesterday and what I noticed about these buckets that they got from a bakery was not just that they were, you know, in really great shape, they were free to the farm, but they also had like a smooth inside. So there were no crevices on the bottom of the bucket. So there was no places for pathogens to hide. Um, Parker, have you seen any um, other things being used for picking containers that can kind of... Um, help a farm not have to use single-use products, but also works well with the produce safety rule? I've more so seen folks who are trying to be sustainable, you know, so they are reusing single-use containers. Maybe it's plastic bags. Maybe it's those, those berry containers, more so when they're selling to the final consumer. And no one wants to just throw away packaging, but like you were talking about with those those micro fissures, something can look clean that you're reusing, but there are these really tiny microscopic surfaces. And within these surfaces, microorganisms, they can attach there. And after a single use, it can make uh, packaging dangerous because there can be bacteria, there can be viruses within those areas. So it is important to either use single use containers or make sure that you're using innovative food grade uh, reusable containers. Some of our CSA farmers are definitely worried about cost and they wanna keep cost down. Um, so they reuse their waxed boxes for their packing their CSAs. Um, have you come across any new um, ways to reduce waste for CSAs. You mentioned um, you see growers reusing single-use plastic. I've definitely encountered that as well. Have you seen any solutions that you found exciting? <laughs> well, Micah, unfortunately, I I may not have these solutions, but I do have a lot of, of bad stories, perhaps. So <laughs> an example being, you know, using garbage bags to hold fresh produce. So is it a container? Yes. Is it durable? Yes. Could you physically hold <laughs> produce within this container? Yes, you could, but it's not food grade, right? So mm -hmm. uh, actually these garbage bags, they're impregnated with fungicides to make sure that there's not an odor. So now you're putting your fresh produce into this container, which is imbibed with fungicides. So 
really just need to make sure that whatever your source, it starts off as food grade. That's why I thought your your bakery uh, food manufacturer example is so great because that can be low cost, uh, no cost maybe, environmentally sound, and it's safe when you do use it. For sure. Um, more and more I've been um, thinking about if CSAs could invest for that solution in like do you think it's a viable option for farmers running CSAs to require a deposit for their customers? And then maybe there's a way to trade out bins from week to week. So you receive your first bin the first week of your CSA. At the next um, CSA pickup, you're exchanging your, your empty bin for a new bin full of produce. And that could be a way to kind of address the sustainability aspect where it's not a lot of single-use plastic as well as um, positively affecting the farm's bottom line, having not to, like, addressing that concern of the cost of single-use wax boxes. Yeah, definitely. Have you heard of anyone doing that? or? Well, a lot of the... Many folks I work with, they do value-added agriculture and they create uh, processed products, self-branded, packaged, distributed uh, to local grocery stores, for example. So one thing that's great about what you're talking about, you know, durable containers that can be reused, can be rewashed, there can be a deposit program. What's great is that's branding, right? So you can you can smack your label on that and someone keeps it keeps it with them and cares about it and locks them into your program have you have you seen folks in your area working through csa situations like this um i have recently worked with a farmer who has started to consider that move they have kind of been addressing the single use sustainability issue in their csa with waxed liners and asking their customers to kind of bring the boxes back every few weeks. Um, do you think wax liners in those traditional cardboard, waxed cardboard CSA boxes are a good alternative to this as well? Will that create a barrier? Yeah, if it is, well, if who you are purchasing it from designates that it's food safe for this purpose and reusable in this way, I think that's valuable. And that's viable. One one example of reusable containers, there's a, a restaurant group called Just Salad. And Just Salad, they, you know, ready to eat food, high quality, grab and go, you know, that, that type of situation. And they were pioneers in selling reusable containers for salads. So you have your Just Salad reusable container and you bring that with you when you go to pick up your product. So you're really outsourcing the, the need to clean and sanitize this container to your customer. And you're making sure that your customer comes back to your farm. Wow. Where are they finding the packaging? They, well, you know, the, the, the rose petal and the rose thorn here is that they are a, a larger company with, I think, five, 10, perhaps more retail outlets. So they had something manufactured for themselves. However, you don't have to go high cost with reusable packaging. You can 
I'll talk about kombucha for a second because uh, <laughs> I buy kombucha from a local restaurant or a local uh, a local maker, and I paid eight dollars for uh, a a big liter glass container uh, that I can bring there and fill up, and I paid that amount. So I paid for the packaging, and then I bring it to his establishment to fill up with product I care about. So he never he doesn't have to worry about a packaging cost anymore because I'm worrying about that packaging cost as a customer because I want that branded container and I want the deal on paying slightly less for kombucha. I love that. We do that um, with our milk share at our house where like we bring our glass containers back to the farm and then get new glass containers when we pick up our milk. Do you have any suggestions I have a lot of small farms that grow lettuce or salad greens. And that seems to be the biggest hurdle around single-use plastic when working with these farms is how to best get those greens to market or to their customers safely without packaging them in single-use bags. Um, Is there, like the salad person you mentioned earlier. Have you seen any other solutions for these smaller growers? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of a question of the day, right? Uh, How you can be a small farmer and produce food and be profitable and not have a bad environmental impact. It's just, it's just challenging. What have, what have you heard on your end? It's it's a hard solution Um, just for especially those greens, because it's hard to package them in like a, no one wants to get salad greens in a paper bag. My best thought at the moment is if people have a relationship with their market farmer or their farmer has a relationship with their customers where they could bring in their own containers possibly for these greens. Do you think that that would be an option. Could a grower safely bring their salad greens or other greens to a market stall and maybe, you know, weigh them out into containers? Or do you think that that is just introducing too many pathogens? Uh, there would be an amount of risk to that, right? But what's what's your perspective on how much due diligence does the farmer have to do on that if the customer brings their own packaging? I, I would think that anytime you change a process or introduce something new, um, the risk increases for introducing pathogens. Again, inviting the public onto your farm is definitely, I would be a little more cautious. And yeah, I would assume that if as a grower, you're not um, 100% sure if that packaging was clean or if it was sanitized or if like, it was, you know, would you have to worry? I would worry about someone bringing in an old Kroger bag onto my farm, um, putting their produce in it, and then maybe getting sick, and then attributing that food sickness to, or that foodborne illness to um, something that was grown on my farm. That's why, <laughs> is there, would having a kind of you clean? station um, for you pick farms be a solution or would that just create more chaos i i love the idea the more (laughs) hey let's outsource everything to the to the customers they should be they should be cleaning they should be 
harvesting. They should be doing the X, Y, Z. You know, I think this could be like an, an eco positive, uh, you pick experience. Like, you know, maybe it's a real dedication to sustainability and it creates an experience for the customer. This could be a million dollar idea. <laughs> so are, are we going to race to it? <laughs> yeah. We'll see. <laughs> well, on this idea, you know, as, as you're engaging your customers, right. in you're engaging them in food safety when they're washing these containers, for example, whether it's the, the containers on the farm or maybe it's reusable packaging that they purchase, uh, is the importance of training to make sure that they do it correctly, that they know the difference between cleaning and sanitizing. Have you, have you seen any folks, you know, working on that outreach, working on that marketing? Um, I have yet to see any business be it farm or retail, have any success training customers, unfortunately. Um, but I, I definitely think that uh, good employee training is, or volunteer training um, is key, especially if a farm is relying on um, reusable materials. Because like you said, there has to be training to identify when containers are dirty, um, know how to correctly wash and sanitize those containers, as well as um, kind of going above and beyond, knowing that what containers shouldn't be harvested in or packed in, um, training employees to kind of look for signs of wear and tear or cracks is a really important training piece when working with multi-use containers your perspective, what's the most efficient trainings that you can have to make sure that your employees can ID and speak up and take action when they see that containers are dirty or cracked or rusty or just not food safe? I think that there are um, quite a few ways to train on this topic. Um, the first one is that initial conversation where the farm owner or manager talks about it in the initial training. So um, not harvesting into anything that could have like dirt or cracks or anything where pathogens could hide or isn't intended to be used again. Um, I think that after that initial training, the best way to ensure that workers are checking harvest bins, checking packing containers, um, washing, sanitizing, storing correctly is through monitoring. If you're monitoring your workers, it's a lot easier to train in the moment when you see someone, let's say, packing into a, a dirty container. So you, your farm policy is that you reuse plastic containers, your market customers pick them up, or your CSA customers pick them up from your farm and then return them like at the next pick up when they're picking up a new fresh container. Um, having the ability to stop in the moment and pull everyone together quickly to show the example of this shouldn't be packed into is a great way to like reinforce those um, behaviors. Yeah. And I, I love talking about monitoring there and making it real and actionable. Like you discussed where something happens and then 
you're doing a corrective action. You shouldn't use this container and you're using this as an educational opportunity. So you're not going to use this container and then you're uh, teaching folks this is why this isn't okay and this is what we're going to do. You make sure that it doesn't happen as often. Links or definitions to anything referenced in this episode are provided in our show notes, which can be accessed on the website at canr.msu.edu slash agrifood underscore safety. Thank you to everyone for listening, and don't forget to tune in next month for another episode of our Produce Bites podcast.